you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Previously on DDFP. Speaking of honor roll, somebody who's eating too many rolls is uh, Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy. He's, he's getting a little bit heavy set there. I, s- a- I said, I said, it looked like 270. Yeah, a little bit too big, huh? It looked 270. You see what Stark's doing? Like when MJD arrived in the summer, and now he's slimmed down a little oh, bit. Oh, wow. If that's what you are apathetic about, Star Wars isn't a part of your thing, the, the need to take to social media to, to announce, hey, world, stop everything. I'm not interested now. <laughs> Twitter is used to share your, your thoughts on things with your followers. And my thoughts were very simply, I don't care. Should I should I then tweet that I've never read Proust? We've put an apple on top of the NFL's best defense as helmet there. See if you can knock it off here. Go right. ahead. Oh, oh, all right, right. All right. There you go. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's. All day breakfast, 24 hours. Well, not 24 hours, but after 10 a.m. now, you can go you get can your breakfast. It. I'm you loving it. it at noon? Yeah, I bet you're loving it. You can have, what, it's 8 o'clock at night? I'm more in the mood for a breakfast. Mm-hmm. You can have it now at McDonald's. Congratulations, congratulations on week seven's arrival. As you just saw, we had a grand time breaking down week six with Handsome Hank, Maurice Jones, Drew, Ike Taylor, and a cast of many others. I encourage you, nay, demand you go back and dig it up on YouTube or NFL.com, NFL Now, however you wish to consume it. But again, that's in the rear view mirror. It's time to look ahead to pro football action in week seven so let's get into it first by saying hello to those who are joining me in studio 66 right now well you know before first though i'm going to say what's coming up kyle rudolph the tight end of the minnesota vikings the red challenge flag pick segment we're gonna hash through the biggest games of week seven upcoming here and tell you who's gonna win those ones We've got a couple of exciting new little segments for you with Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew and Nate Burleson, so stick around for all of that. Now, let's say hello 
to the people here in Studio 66. First of all, you watch him Monday through Friday in the morning on NFL HQ. You see his power rankings, his picks at NFL.com. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? I always wanted to do that right there. I'm, I'll tell you what I like. I like this Dear Ikey thing I've been hearing about. Well, you're about to see it. Yeah, it's a, you know, we don't just care about pro football. We care about the game called life here. We try to help you navigate your way around. The I'm pretty pumped world. up about it, to be honest. All right, cool. I think you're going to see it in just a moment here. And also joining us in Studio 66, all the way from London, England, he is now our resident Miami Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. That's him right there. Hello, handsome. Shot. How are you? You I'm really are. Well, you. you really are here all the way from. Yeah, hey, I am all the way from London, England. This yeah. Week. How well, are at you? At what point will I not be from London, England? How long do I have to stay here until I just get accepted as one of you? A fascinating question yeah. that you ask there. I don't know. Coming up on five years. Maurice Jones-Drew might run you off That's of, uh, run you out of the continent if Shaq? you continue making weight jokes. I think, I, think I, I actually think expensive. I'm faster than him at this stage. <laughs> what does it say about his former team, the Jags, that you didn't stay in England to consume that game? I'd love to be there. I'm excited about that game, but I but I had to come back. I had to come back to see you guys. There were some raw feelings there for your little dig at MJD. Let us know how you feel about that or anything I made, else. Well, I, we, I made up. I, I helped MJD. The next day, I got a phone call from MJD. Could, you, could I come over and help him with something? I thought, uh-oh, he wants to get revenge on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I helped him out with something, and I feel like I may have smoothed things over. Yes, it's at NFL now it and is. on YouTube. It is the latest. No disrespect. No disrespect. Hashtag no disrespect. Yes, it's a great segment, and this time it comes with a, uh, a cameo by Handsome Hank. And uh, But join the conversation. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Hashtag DDFP. Either way, we like yeah. the the critiques. We're you know we're grown-ups. We can yeah. take it. I thought you were going to say you helped him put a Bowflex together or something. Did not do that <laughs> All right, we have much to get to. Like I say, our Week 7 picks. Football Baby has made his Week 7 picks. We're going to show you those. Dear Ikey, the relationship show, just a snippet. We're going to show you that. But right now, here's the introduction of another new little something here. Another one. We like to, you know, what's the premise of, of what we do here? It's to pull back the curtain, right, on, on the world of pro football. And beyond. And let you in on what goes down in the NFL and in the NFL media he, over here in the Nerve Center on the West Coast in Culver City, California. So we don't just keep to Studio 66. No, we veer all over the campus here. Take a look at the makeup room. And our first conversation is, you have a daughter, Handsome Hank. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter. And Maurice Jones-Drew has a daughter. So we talked uh, what it's like to raise a little girl. Take a look. You know what? To be honest with you guys, my biggest thing is this. I tell my daughter this all the time. There's no one going to love you the way I love you. So remember that. He going to tell you some stuff, but it ain't the truth. (laughs) Trust me. I know. This is something I've recently been thinking about. You know how, like, in every movie and TV show, the father's always like, ah, my little girl's not dating until she's 38, and that's always a big joke. Well, if she doesn't date, if she's like, well, yeah, my little girl's never had a date, and she's 32, that's going to be an indictment of who she is, right? You want it better 
to have a girl who's out on dates than a girl who nobody asks. As long as she don't run into my son, then we good. Do 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 that 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 down but down boda boom bam bam Dave. So there you have it, the first installment of the makeup room. It's really our version of uh, of the barber shop yes. you know, here yeah. at the NFL. Around the coffee table. Yes, all truth, you know. But again, here mm-hmm. in 66, we do have our no jive policy as well, so it extends up to here. Hey, fellas, <laughs> it's time now for one of our new, another new segment here. It is called Who Are You Loving? I see football baby walking around. Oh, there he is. He's coming up there. For those of you consuming on the video there, again, it's on YouTube. It's on NFL Now. Make sure you check it out, NFL.com. All those places to track it down. And of course, we continue to embrace figuratively and literally, if you see us out and about, the audio listeners out there consuming on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com, and otherwise. All right, fellas, it's time for Who Are You Loving? presented by McDonald's going into week seven. Handsome, I'm going to start with you. Oh, wow, okay. Who are you loving? Dave, I'll tell you what I'm loving this week, or who I'm loving. So, I don't know if you've heard, but the Jags and Bills are playing each other Sunday morning. The game is at 6.30 a.m. Pacific, which is a little early, but it's also 9.30 um, on the East Coast and other times around the world. But for me, like, it brings together two of my favorite things. Football, mm-hmm. we all, you know, that's why we're here, and breakfast. Breakfast is, I, we've I like discussed it before, too. I think it's the greatest meal of the day. I love the fact that our friends at McDonald's are, you mean you can eat it. So in fact, you could, you could combine football and breakfast at any time of the day these days. But I'm looking forward to London as well, another thing that I like, like the triumvirate of things that I enjoy. And the Jags, the Bills, the breakfast, the football, all happening together, probably you know drinking a cup of coffee, watching it on your iPad, and hopefully it'll be a good game. Yeah, I, I suspect that this will be a good one because of some of because the absences yeah. with the Bills there. Percy Harvin's mm-hmm. not going to be there. We don't know if Sammy, Sammy Watkins, Watkins is going to be out there. And Tyra Taylor is not. The only thing that, yeah, so this one, I don't know. This one could be uh, uh, an ugly kind of affair, right. but compelling nonetheless. Handsome, the only thing that uh, we missed there was uh, that you called them the Jags. I like when English people say Sorry. the word. The Jaguars. The Jaguars. How do you guys The like Jaguars. The Jaguars. The Jaguars. How do you guys like the early start time? I dig it. I, love I, it. I think it's great. I really. Do I love that there's fun. a game already on. Yeah, and I like the fact that it's a national game. I'm sorry for people like you who are probably you know, working and trying to get people to see you on TV because people are going to be watching that game or, in fact, watching with the world. Hashtag I, watch with the world. Yes, watch with the world indeed. Hashtag I say let's open it up and play a game in Asia somewhere so that we have a late night game as well. Mm-hmm. Let's start the game early in the UK so, yeah, okay. and then so end like, it with a game in it would be Tokyo. Like there it would be like Monday morning football, but here it would be Sunday very late night football. I loved it. What was that, two years ago when the Chargers yeah. and Raiders mm-hmm. had to play late at night? That was fantastic. Yeah. I think the... Uh, you know, I, I work with TD a couple days a week on HQ. and TD. I, I, yeah, oh, Terrell Davis. Davis. And, yeah. and I think, do you guys remember that special teams tackle he made where yep. people yes, like yeah, noticed yeah. it? That was in Tokyo. I think that was in Tokyo. Was in yeah, Tokyo. that was a You're preseason right. game that was on at night, if I'm not mistaken, that was on in Tokyo. Wow. Yeah. Great call there. Elliot Harrison, who are you loving in week seven? Well, you know, I had a, several things, and Black Tie shot every single one of them down. Surprise. So this will be my 37th uh, attempt, but... Uh, it's actually number one because I hadn't seen it until I walked in here. But Handsome was kind enough uh, to show me the Star Wars trailer. That's right. Good night. I'm excited about that. I mean, and the only concern cow. about that is can the movie itself live up to that dynamite trailer? Can. I think it can. But what I just nerd out over the. So EH, you, EH, we got, we got to pull the curtain back here, bro. You pick Carson Palmer. 
Carson I, Palmer with the graphic says, if you're watching... Doesn't matter. You pick we, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, is, let's call him a stormtrooper. And uh, let's carry on. Wait, hang on. Is this the ISO cam? That is. Hey, yeah. Carson Palmer is going to have a great game against the Ravens. Monster fantasy points. Okay, so back to Star Wars. Uh, so, the, <laughs> I love the sound effect when the freaking TIE fighter flies by. That caught her... <laughs> back to the first movies. I don't want the whole thing to be like the old movies. I mean, there's something, you know, you got to move with the times, but I like it when you bring back sound effects and little things. I like agree. That. Yes. Yeah, you know. Honor the, the right. you know, for, for those of us who grew up with it, the nostalgia and we're sentimental about all those things. You can't kick those to the curb. You know, Rocky Balboa, he decided no more of that great music. Well, then you're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot there, Balboa. Mm -hmm. We, we yeah. need to see the old stuff. It's right. But the fun thing is, like, music. you know, the, the first ones, obviously, we all love. And then when the second trio came out, we're like, wow, you know, sound effects and graphics and everything have really come on a lot since then. That's now 10 years ago. And they've probably in that, despite the fact that there's less time between, you know, that lot and the first ones, they've come on even further. And it's going to look. Oh, that new guy, the bad, new bad guy. Yeah. I'll finish what you started. No, no, it's not Bane. Yeah, it was, I'll finish what you started. It's not Bane, Dave. <laughs> Look out, Look Darth Vader. No, now you just sound like you're talking to a... Now is not the time for fear, Darth Vader. Yes, it's not Bane. Well, it's kind of like that. Though. By the way, Attack of the Clones, top five worst movies I've ever watched start to finish. No, uh, the first one is the worst. That's Phantom Menace is the worst? Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Oh, well, the second one is actually sneaky, actually, better than everyone. It, get, it gets no dragged down by... Is it the second one or the third? The, the second one. one was the, okay. the third Sorry. one is, is the okay. best of that yeah. trio. Yeah. But let's try to not acknowledge yeah, let's, we don't, like, It's kind of like Rocky Five. Let's just pretend like yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I am loving Look, They fellas. did manage to update your graphic, though. That's nice. There we go. Well see, done, guys. Wars trailer. Good to see you're doing something. I always just think you guys are just watching back there. I like that Chris Berman. I like that Chris Berman is too cool to, to toss to it. to the Star Wars trailer on Monday Night yeah. Football. If you watched it, they obviously integrated it into the halftime. Right. And Chris Berman clearly resented Berman also it. Also, not part of that. Not no, indeed. That. No. So Tariko had to fall on the sword, but, you, but it's a great sword to fall right. on. Of course, I get the toss for the world of this, but First Chris Berman. Ever. Yeah, your parent company is Disney, and yet that's not enough to compel you to do it. Like, but then again, Berman talking Star Wars would be would be fantastic stuff. Yeah, he's more of a 2001 yeah, space. Wait, wait, wait. You got look, look, hey, Cheech, you got Yoda, you got Darth Vader, you got Darth Maul. Look, there are a lot of powerful Jedi's, but Luke Skywalker's putting something pretty special together. <laughs> this just in: Tatooine produces winners. Back on the Blitz. He could have done that. He could have no, decided not. Hey, but no, could you do it? Nobody, no, do nobody it. circles the wagons like Darth Maul. Nobody circles the wagons like Bob Seger sang about night moves. Look for him from Darth Vader this this uh, Christmas. Um, I like Bob Seger, by the way. I know you're not much. His of Bob hip Seger. Bob Seger uh, references. Yeah. What am I loving? <laughs> I am loving. The, the, uh, the all underrated team this year. I like to acknowledge those guys who I feel like, and this is something, Elliot, you and I have talked about a lot. Even if you're in the Hall of Fame, you can still be yeah, underrated. Yes. Eric Dickerson mm -hmm. is that. Yes. Franco yes. Harris is that. Roger Staubach is Cam that. But currently, in 2015, Cam Newton, everybody loves Cam Newton, I understand, but still... Not the hey. level of respect hey. I'd like to see for this guy. He's got them. He's got them undefeated, including that win in the clink. And yet, when people every time people start firing off their lists, I I get it that there's inertia to it. But 
it's still Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning is still looped in there. Like, when is Cam Newton going to be lumped yeah. in with that? Well, you know, your listeners didn't right? get to see that graphic. So you had Cam Newton on there. You had Chris For- uh, Chris, Chris Ivory, Matt Forte, and Matt Forte Chris perennially Ivory. underrated yeah. Matt Forte. And he, right. believe me, he's raw about that. He doesn't like that people right. sleep on him. But, you know, even on this bear, well, actually, I was about to say this bum bears team, but they're not terrible the last couple weeks as they set out on their bye. Lawrence Timmons is a guy who I feel like the football world doesn't really know. That was the play that won the game against the Chargers. Enough already about the Le'Veon Bell. If if Timmons doesn't get his hand on that ball that that Rivers throws, the game is over because Keenan Allen either scores a touchdown or he gets down enough and the Chargers run out the clock and the Steelers are never able to get down the field. Am I wrong? No, you're right about that. And, you know, and the other guy, too, is I guess he can be our defensive coordinator, maybe even our head coach is Wade Phillips. Everywhere that guy goes, the defenses are good. He's out of work last year. He's tweeting almost pathetically, like, does anybody want to hire me? Well, well. I'm ready to go. Can I nominate a guy? Yes, you may, but I I mean, that defense is the best, and the pieces are essentially the same. I mean, Mm -hmm. they bring in Shane Ray, but, I mean, it's the same thing. That they had last year, and all of a sudden they're they're dominant. They're stealing Agreed. games for Peyton and company. Agreed. So last year, Todd Bowles won Assistant Coach of the Year, right? And I was on the Wade train, but I've got a new nominee. How about Keith Butler, man? I mean, come on, yeah. Uh, Steelers DC, because he's doing it with parts that way or with parts that uh, you know Wade Phillips has got. I guess what I'm trying to say, superior parts. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not saying Pittsburgh doesn't have any pieces there, but Bud Dupree is a true freshman, right? Yes, you got Cam Hayward, but really, if you look at Pittsburgh's starting lineup on defense, it doesn't even compare to what Denver has. Denver has T.J. Ward, Aqib Tlaib, Chris Harris, Demarcus Ware, right? I mean, Von Miller. I, I just, I'm amazed that the, I, I don't think anyone thought the Steelers' defense would be this good after they played the Patriots. Well, I don't think even you, who's a, a Steelers optimist, no, I, thought I, this I, defense I, would play I, this well. After all these years, you consider me a I Steelers optimist. optimist? I am a Steelers pessimist. Okay. I would like them He's to do Steelers well. Fan. I don't assume that they're going to do well. But I do say in that sort of uh, paradigm shift, this is something I've been talking, I, I just was talking to Willie McGinnis about. I bring that up to name drop, but also to, to make the point that really in the 21st century, and the Patriots were ahead of the curve on this, is the, the, the sea change away from physical defense into being ball hawking yep. and disruptive with, with a couple of special playmakers out there with speed and otherwise. That's what the Steelers are finally trying to adopt there. The teams that have done well are the ones that get the fact that the bend don't break thing, take the ball away, mm-hmm. be disruptive to passers by getting a little bit of heat on them. That's what finally Pittsburgh's doing. And by the way, that's what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing yep. well. Too. They were doing well that well last year, too. Yep, that's I right. meant to say inferior parts. He's got inferior yeah. parts to Wade. Yeah, their um, front seven, though, is pretty good. Hey, real quick, we're going to get to the picks here. We're going to get to Kyle Rudolph. Here's another edition, though, of the Makeup Room. Really? Oh, you're listening to Demolition. I hate to say this, but I used to just pee down my leg in the game. I didn't want to go to the bathroom. Is that true? Yeah, I used to do that on one knee. Like, no, on one knee. Doing a TV break, give me a water jug, slide a water jug down me, bam, and I go. Man, I go to the bathroom. Have you ever made water on yourself, MJD? No, I think the only time I've had to do it, they just put like a towel around me, and I just kind of kneeled down and went in like a ga- empty Gatorade cup and then threw it away. <laughs> Is that a regular practice, Ike Taylor? What? Guys making water on themselves because they don't want to run to the, you know, to the locker. There's a story in Jackson of someone doing a number two on themselves, but I'm not here to tell no names. Say, I would like to know. 
Okay, I'm not gonna One snitch. of your teammates? I never snitch. I ain't gonna never tell the name. So I'll tell the story. Two? You and me both. Somebody did a two on themselves. Yep. Do 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 da 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 down ba da down da boom bam bam Dave. Another makeup room. Did you it's know great. that the football players did that? I I I certainly heard about Akbar it. Akbar Baja Biamela has uh, told me that on occasion when he was out on the gridiron, sometimes he would make water mm-hmm. in himself too. Interesting. I'm just you know the star of that whole segment walked out in the middle of the segment. Yeah, well, Booyah, the uh, the chef from the huddle there. Was yeah, the, what do we, how do come we hear from? Not, Booyah? We hear from Booyah. Booyah is really the future, star you'll, have, of the set. you'll have to tune in to, to future episodes keep people coming back, I'm of sure. the makeup room. And also make sure, again, the hashtag DDFP, join the conversation. It's time now for very important stuff. And let's start out with, we'll hear from the amateurs, namely Elliot Harrison, Handsome Hank, and Dave Damashek in a little bit. But Football Baby, the wizard of picking pro football games, continues his role. He is now 46 and 16. Lifetime, he is... Uh, 18 and 5, I think. He does math live. Yeah, I know. 15 and 4. No, he's 15 and 4 on the season. And in honor of, it's an interesting little uh, quirk on the schedule. Bill Parcells' former teams, uh, there are two games featuring four, I'm trying to figure out the grammar of this. There are two games pitting former Parcells teams, teams coached by Bill yeah. Parcells this week. So in honor of that, we let Football Baby shop for the groceries and, this week. And of course, Parcells always said, you are what your record says you are, and that says a lot about Football Baby as well. Well said. Take it away, Football Baby. Football Baby. The baby who picks football games. He's a sweet boy, but he's a yeah. wise boy, too. Elliot, I'm sorry about your I Cowboys. think he rolled the apple to him. Yeah, no, 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 no. For the record, they were in the bag. He dumped it over. The fact that the apple was rolly and went in his direction is fate. I don't know. I, he I rolled not, it back. I did not right. roll it back. Are you one of these lunatics who thinks I fix these things? Yep. The, the dolphin presumably was just a, and by the a way, piece of fish in there. Did you see the Cowboys player? <laughs> he was laid prone. We've yeah. already lost enough guys. Right. Now you I see know. Matt Castle gets hurt too. That was Tony Dorsett, by the way. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a Tony Dorsett figurine. All right, dig that up at YouTube if you're listening and you want to see what it looked like there, or you can go to NFL.com to check that out. All right. We're going to get to Kyle Rudolph, but first, though, real quick, here's Dear Ikey, the segment. Yes. This is a little something. This is a funny show that I found on the dial. It feels like, you know, when we were growing up, there were a lot of those daytime talk shows for local markets here. It looks like uh, we're bringing it back here at the NFL. Take a look at the hot new segment from that show, Good Day Pigskin. Welcome back to Good Day Pigskin. It's time for everybody's favorite weekly segment, Dear Ike, with former Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback Ike Taylor answering both your pigskin and relationship questions. You all set, Ike? Yeah, I'm set. Let's get right to it then, shall we? We'll start off with a tweet from at Susan B. Anthony Rocks. My boyfriend has been talking lately about being more creative with our love life. I'm interested, but don't know how to tell him that I may be into even weirder things than he is. How do I tell him? It's like going through training camp. Hmm. It's like taking the training wheels off of the bike. Take it one step at a time. Don't rush anything. Go slow. Understand the mood. Be aggressive when needed. 
be passive when you have to. You don't have to tell them the whole blueprint. Just give them a little bit. Baby steps is what I call it. Wonderful advice. Thank you. I think we have a caller on the line. Go ahead, caller for Dear Ike. Hi, Dave and Ike? Yeah, go yes. ahead for Ike. Hey, so I was calling because my boyfriend and I have always had a really good relationship, I think. But, you know, recently I felt like things have become a little stale. I love him so much, but I don't know how to get things back to how they used to be. Do you have any advice for how I could re-spark the romance and get the passion back into our relationship? Mm, so, that sounds like a real pick-alike. I know, right? If you feel like the chips are stale, you got to get you a new bag. If I you can know? chime in here, I might, uh, I might try something that we do at my house on the weekends. No pants. No pants? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't like surprises, so I never know how to, how to keep it spontaneous. Just set the tempo, set the mood, Get a feel for what's going on with the game. Let the game come to you. Yes, from your mouth to God's ears. You're a special person. The man in the mirror is a special person. And you at home are a special person. And we're all better for getting the advice of Dear Ike. Make sure you tune in next week for Dear Ike. We'll be right back on Good Day Pigskin. Boy, that may be the stupidest thing I've seen. <laughs> that was really dumb. You I like that quite a bit, though. He went to the right guy. Ike does give out great advice. He really does. Yeah. I hope I hope you guys learned a lot. Are you ever going to have Dr. Filiot on your show? Or? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I forgot I, about Dr. Filiot. Oh, yeah. You're that guy. He, yeah. man, he dispenses some advice. There would yeah. be, he cut be, straight to it, too. There right. might be almost too much advice yeah. if Dear Ike and Dr. Filiot <laughs> got together. together. But you know what? I'm open um, to experimentation. Yeah. Let's well. give it a shot. Hey, uh, so we got Kyle Rudolph coming up. Yes, black tie behind the glass. Yes, we do. We're ready for it. We got a lot of stuff going on today's show. You ready to do it? I'm ready to do it. Go ahead. Roll do it. Do it. All right. I've enjoyed listening to this guy, Tibbets, with other people. By all accounts, he's a delight. Let's find out ourselves the star tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. It's Kyle Rudolph. What's the poop there, fella? How are you? Yeah, not much. I'm well. How are you? I'm I'm doing better now that I see that uh, you are a donut aficionado. Yeah, I've heard some stuff about this Vikings Donut Club. What's going on there? You know, it's just really catching fire lately. It's a club that's been around for, for a few years, I believe, dating back to about 2008. And really the last couple years, it's, it's grown quite a bit. And coming up this past week on our, our largest donut club ever. So, um, I mean, who doesn't like donuts on Saturday mornings? So, uh, our head trainer, Eric Sugarman, uh, provided us with these awesome T-shirts this year, and we're really stepping it up, becoming official, almost corporate. Yeah, once you get a T-shirt, that really stamps it as, uh, as valid for society. What is the best kind of donut, Kyle Rudolph? I go with the Long John every week. So, hmm. you know, we get between three and four dozen donuts every week, and now it's growing so much that uh, you don't really get to pick after your first one. So... Uh, I make sure that I get my long john every time, and then after that, it's just whatever is left. Isn't it weird, though, that a long john counts as a donut? Because really, by definition, a donut is a circle with a hole in the middle of it. Right, like exactly what I got here on my T-shirt. Correct. Um, I just can't go away from the long john. It's it's what I've old reliable for me the last well, few years. Well, for me, it's the buttermilk without the hole in it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I park my car in the same garage as you. I, my donut doesn't come with a hole to it. Yeah, I mean, 
like we talked before on air, you can't really go wrong with any donut. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as long as you got donuts on Saturday morning, I'm going to be happy. Shall we talk about pro football a bit? I guess so. We can All do right. that. Let's do it, Kyle Rudolph. And let's start with, we've been talking tight ends, of course. Gronkowski has really been doing some things this season and the last couple of seasons. You've been putting up, uh, fantasy owners know about what Kyle Rudolph's value is in that world. Who's the best tight end you've ever seen? I think the best tight end that I've ever seen was the guy that I grew up watching, uh, Tony Gonzalez. Uh, the career that he had, uh, you know, not only statistically, he, he stands at top of every category that we have. And, um, but just the production that he was able to have for 17 years. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to be in the league, uh, you know, on the tail end of his career and, you know, get to watch him play and, you know, really study him more closely. And, um, you know, I felt like in year 15, 16, and 17, he was still uh, playing at a high level. And, you know, you don't see that quite often with guys around the league. You know who's studying you is that Viking right next to your head there. He's stare it's like he's he's right in your ear there. He's right in your right ear, staring you down, listening intently to all you have to say there. Tell me this. Do you like playing outside, Kyle Rudolph, as the Vikings have had the opportunity to do the last couple of seasons? You know, over the years in the NFL teams haven't had a lot of success at temporary stadiums and uh, we knew that going into TCF last year and um, you know, I think that we've had an incredible home atmosphere at, at TCF Bank Stadium. And, uh, you know, in August, September, early October, it's just gorgeous here in Minnesota. And we've had a lot of uh, really nice days. And then as you get towards the end of the year, you know, it obviously gets a little colder. The conditions become a little more favorable to us in the style of football that we play. So, uh, you know, we've had a great time at TCF over the last two years. And, you know, as you guys show pictures of these incredible new stadiums across the country. Uh, we're excited to get into ours next year. Yeah, I'm sure you're excited for that, but I contend, you know, maybe I'm an old curmudgeon, but I like the idea of all NFC North teams having to play outside. Don't you see the home field advantage? You and Teddy B and company welcoming, well, welcoming some of these fancy pants from down south up to frigid January conditions like they used to have in the Met there. What do you think about it? Maybe crack some of those windows when the new stadium opens. I mean, it's true. We haven't been to the Super Bowl since we moved indoors. So uh, there's definitely some truth to that home field advantage up here in Minnesota. Who is going to win this weekend, the Minnesota Vikings or the Detroit Lions? Well, obviously, I'm going to say the Minnesota Vikings. It's a big game for us, but we understand that, you know, the Detroit Lions are a team that, you know, got their first win last week. They're playing their third game in a row at home. Uh, so it's, it's a point of their season where it can be a make and break game for them, and we're going to get their best shot. No one ever picks the other team when I ask that question. I always see if anybody wants to float it out there. That would position you as the underdog, though. If you said, like, I don't think we really can win this game this weekend, then America would get behind you, you see? Like, even they don't think they have a chance in this one. Then everybody would <laughs> rally behind you and root for you. Yeah, I, I don't know that you'll ever get someone to pick the other team. If you do, let me know. I, that would be interesting. Um, what, so uh, talk about your Kyle Rudolph and, of course, the seasons are nearly upon us here. That makes me think of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Where do you rank among all Rudolphs in history? There's quite a few, uh, mm -hmm. especially you know, in athletics. Yes, uh, there the, are. The, the, the main one that comes to mind in track, uh, Wilma Rudolph. 
Mayor Giuliani, you know, the, the very good, just big time names uh, that you know share my name, and I'm sure they share the passion for the Christmas season as well. <laughs> Is though, yeah, you got Rudy Giuliani, you got Rudy from your alma mater, of course. I don't know if he's properly a Rudolph though. Rudy Rudiger though, they made a yeah, whole picture out of Rudy. him. Yeah, he's not a Rudolph, but you know we'll accept him being Rudy. Are you going to go ahead and and also let's not forget uh, Saturday Night Live alum uh, Maya Rudolph? Are you going to say that Kyle Rudolph is the greatest Rudolph of all time, or do we give it to the Reindeer? Do we give it to Rudolph Val- Valentino? Where are we looking here? Well, I think you got to give it to the Reindeer. I mean, what mm-hmm. he was able to do to you know really get presents out to all those kids. I mean, that's just untouchable, but uh, there's still time. You know, I have a lot, a lot of time left to claim the best Rudolph of all time. That's true. Yeah. And, and uh, good for you though, for being selfless enough to acknowledge the good deeds that Rudolph, I mean, he really saved Christmas that one year, even though Santa did. You think about that, uh, uh, Kyle, think about how even Santa Claus didn't believe in him. You know, his own father doesn't believe it. He apologizes to to Santa, he's like, I'm sorry about my son. Here, let me put uh, black dirt over his nose to cover up the shame of that red thing. Santa turns the corner and appreciates him in the end, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, it goes back to that uh, underdog story we were talking about before. Everybody kind of rallied behind him. You know, even Santa Claus doubted him. So, you know, he really pulled through. Um, okay, and uh, last thing for you, Teddy Bridgewater. Does he wear the glove everywhere now? Is it sort of like one of those things like, wow, that was a mistake my pro day a year and a half ago. I'm not making that mistake again. I'm just going to sleep in the thing. You know, we went down to uh, check out the Lynx final last week. And I think, uh, you know, when everyone saw us there, they were surprised that Teddy didn't have his gloves on at the game. So, uh, no, but he doesn't wear them everywhere. Uh, But, you know, we're couldn't be happier with Teddy and the way that he's played this year and, you know, the leadership that he's taken over on the offensive side of the ball. Well, actually, one more question for you. you talk about Teddy Bridgewater. Another fascinating character in pro football is, uh, is Mike Zimmer. What's he like behind closed doors? He's a lot of fun to watch on hard knocks over the years. You know, Coach Zim is a guy that, uh, the guy that you see, the guy that was on hard knocks, you know, the guy that you hmm. see in press conferences, that's the same guy that we deal with behind doors. You know, he is uh, upfront, honest, and, you know, you can't ask for any more out of your head coach. Oh, you know what? I, do, I keep saying last question, but then I remember I have a couple more questions for you. So real quick, I know I, I read that you're a Friends fan. Is that true? You grew up the TV show, Friends. Yeah, you know, I think obviously growing up uh, in the 90s, I couldn't quite appreciate it at that time. So now going back and uh, watching reruns, uh, you know, I get a lot more out of it now as a 25-year-old than I did uh, actually in the 90s when they were on air. You're only 25? That stinks. That makes me upset. That makes me feel bad about me. Who's the greatest friend of them all? Oh, I think you have to go with Joey. He, he's got to be my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, he makes you feel good about yourself, you know, because you're like, exactly. well, at least I'm, I'm smarter than that guy. Who's the worst of the friends? Uh, probably Rachel. Rachel. Really? I'm surprised yeah. by that answer. I was going to play a little game with you about the three women on that show, that popular game that a lot of people like to play. But you're going, Rachel's the worst of all the friends. Yeah. I feel like she's always letting them down. I mean, hmm. obviously she's the best looking of all the friends, but 
Yeah, I just, you know, she's always letting them down. I feel like, you know, her and Ross are just meant to be together and, you know, they're always messing around. Yeah, you know, you're right about it. Now that I'm thinking about it, you're absolutely right. All this nonsense, they could have been together for years on end, but she had to exactly. play tough with it with poor Ross. You're right. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor, turn to your right and uh, and promise you're going to give that Viking guy a donut. He looks angry at you. Oh, yeah. for... There's four of them here, so they'll... They'll come after me. All right. The long john is for Kyle Rudolph, uh, you flaxen-haired Vikings. But uh, once he makes his first choice, it's open uh, fair for you guys. Hey, Kyle Rudolph, thanks for the time, fella. Keep on rolling, stay healthy, and get to the playoffs this year. You bet. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure. Kyle Rudolph. He delivered. As people said he would, he proved to be, in fact, a delightful fella. Kyle Rudolph, everybody, of the Minnesota Vikings. I like him, and I like his thoughts on donuts. Elliot Harrison, your favorite donut. I'm going to go uh, blueberry cake. Oh. I love blueberry cake donuts. Comes. They're fantastic. I am I, probably a 25-year member of that club, at least. You know Maybe what? 30. That's about how long it was when I, ago that I first discovered a cherry cake donut. It was there were a couple of do- dozen donuts in the house around uh, around the holidays. Uncle Scott and I had to run to the Dunkin' Donuts to pick some up. And we brought them back, and because I think there, there were very few left, there was, so we grabbed a couple of cherry cakes, and I departed for cloud nine, and I haven't come back down. Now, I don't like a jelly donut. Those are mm. gross to no, me. No, they're not. Yeah. Weird I, texture. I like a maple glaze. Have you had a maple glaze mm-hmm. donut? Yes. I don't think I have. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I, I, can't, I normally, like, if there is a box of donuts, the glazed ones, I will just head straight for those guys. Well, as you heard, uh, join the conversation, hashtag DDFP, on this important issue. But isn't it interesting that what qualifies as a donut so often now isn't properly even a right. donut? Well, you those, know. I mean, those long things, whatever yeah, you would call them, I don't know. He calls it a long john, whatever you call it. It's not a donut. That's right. for sure. Well, see, interestingly enough, your last name being Damashek, I'm actually Czech. So I'm, I'm the Czech one on the set. So I ate collages. Now, you can call them kolaches. I imagine you've probably never had a kolache. I don't, I'm, I'm a little See, lost. See, so I was raised on kolaches. I didn't have a what lot of What is a kolach? Let's, let's you've explain never heard this. Neither one of you guys? Aren't you Slovakian no. or something? I'm Eastern European. Ah, cookies. He's Pittsburghese. They're like little little squares. Sometimes you get like a cheese kolache. They're like a pastry. No? No. Come Handsome on. Hank, though. It's, a, it's, it's uh, often we talk about, we try to perpetuate it for him and for his character that he's from London, England. But the fact is that he's from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. This, is yeah. a, this is an ongoing bit. Yeah, yep. yeah. But it's really working out. It is. Him. I mean, look, it's, it's, uh, if you can find someone who can do a better British accent than me, then you go for it. Oh, I suppose I could if my hand was forced. Russell Otherwise, Crow. I'll just slip back into Alabama and be with me. Jaguar! The Jaguar. Oh, you know what? Part of Handsome's emerging Roll fame. Tide. He's a celebrity when he goes to the UK. He even has those true. guys over there fooled. Uh, Handsome Hank, though, part of it is because of his keen ability to divine who's going to win pro football games. True. He does it every week. He goes head-to-head with Elliot Harrison on the much-beloved Red Challenge Flag Pick segment. Red challenge flag picks. I like it better when you guys do it a cappella. Yeah, do it. We don't even need the intro. Go ahead, do it. Red challenge flag picks. It gets you in the right frame of mind, yeah. fellas. Let's uh, get into it here and let's start off with one of those Parcells bowls that we have this weekend. New England Patriots. New York Jets. True. Elliot Harrison. 
football, baby. Choose. I'm taking the New England Patriots. Handsome. Dave, I'm going to agree with Elliot. I have two red challenge flags here. Actually, wait, I've only got one. Anyway, I'm not going to need it for this one because I also believe that the Patriots are going to win it. I think I, I, the Patriots are just rolling, rolling and rolling and rolling. I do think, I said this a couple of days ago, I'll say it again now. I, I know that it's eight years ago or whatever, but when the Patriots came out with the chip on their shoulder after Spygate, they housed everybody early on, but then it got tighter and tighter and tighter until right. they ultimately lost in the Super Bowl. I think the same effect's going to take place here. I'm surprised It'll, that they—I said it over and over again—they're going to—they are going to destroy the Colts, and yet the Colts hung around, hung around, hung around. I think that that's going to start happening now. It'll I think be a bigger test this week with the, with that Jets defensive line. They've been able to establish the run in all the games, which has allowed Brady to to do a lot. I think that they'll have, obviously have a harder time because it's a, that's a great defensive line. I expect if I was if I was a fantasy guy like Elliot, I would say that Legarrette Blunt would actually be a good player to play this week because you, I think I think, they, think I think that, huh? I think they'll keep banging Legarrette Blunt all the way through the game and see like all right, slow us down. I think Sheldon Richardson mm. and company are going to start to generate a little yeah. pass rush. Brady doesn't like that, and on the other side, I can see Chris Ivory. I think this is a Chris Ivory game, yep. man. I do because how do you limit Tom Brady and what he's going to do? You limit possessions, and if they're going to get a pass rush on him, they've got to have fresh legs, right? True. I mean, pass rushers chase and chase and chase. That's all they do all game. You've got to be able to slow that game down, have the clock going. I think you do that. I think Chris Ivory gets at least twenty-five carries. Yeah, I think. But carries. I think I think Blunt will be in the in that same range as well. I think they're going to just. I'm going Deion Lewis. Really? I'm throwing the red. Oh wait, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, the outcome. No, and I need the short ghost. I'll tell you this. Here's the thing that they won't be able to handle. No one in the NFL can handle Rob Gronkowski, but the Jets will fall because of Gronk in this one. Darrell Revis, you know, is going to take away. Is I mean, are they going to lock Revis up? You wonder if Bowles tries to do something clever and try Revis, who might really stand a chance against Gronk. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, he's very uh, Revis is very strong. He's unusually uh, mighty and and hitting a guy off the line. I wonder if you try to chip him with Re. I don't know what, but Edelman against Revis, so Edelman's a zero. He'll probably get nothing against Revis. I think this one's fairly close, but I will say at home the Patriots Man, survive. I've got my starting receivers on a bye, and I got Edelman, who's using my flexes on Revis Island. I'm going to be playing yeah. Stefan Diggs versus the Lions. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'll make a trade with you if you want. Well, okay. I don't know who on the Chiefs uh, gets the uh, gets the bad prize of, like you talk about Revis Island, the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming to town, and that means one of the wide receivers for the Chiefs is going to Gay Island. Willie Gay is going to lock somebody up over there. The defense, like you say, is playing well for Pittsburgh. But Mike Tomlin, this has haunted him for the entirety of his head coaching stay in Pittsburgh. Losing games to teams that the Steelers have no business not whipping by double digits. We've talked with Ike Taylor. We've talked with Ryan Clark. They have no answers, but they acknowledge that it is true and that even Coach Tomlin is aware that this is something that sort of has plagued his time as the head coach. All that said, handsome Hank, how say you? Steelers. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Ah, uh, fist bumps. But you know what? You know what? We, I, have to, I have to say something. Is it possible that the Steelers are playing over their heads? Like, can you really say that Pittsburgh's talent level is greater than Kansas City's? I mean, really? Well, without Macklin and without Jamal Charles, I can. Yeah. But the equalizer is Landry Jones. Right. Okay, Landry well. Jones, the idea that Landry... I mean, listen, I'm sorry. I hope Landry Jones is a Steelers fan. I hope Landry Jones plays well. 
on Sunday, but there is very little evidence. That very small sample size against Arizona dropped my jaw, but it doesn't erase the fact that Landry Jones has never looked like a pro Q. Right. Well, save what he did on Sunday in the second half. But you look at him in preseason, and there was a lot of exposure over the last couple of seasons for him. He was given a lot of reps there in the preseason, and he just did not rise to the occasion. That's why they had to go get Mike Vick in the I'm, first place. I'm just saying that, you know, the Steelers' wideouts are clearly superior to the Chiefs. It's not even close, especially with Macklin hurt. But can't we say the Chiefs' defense overall clearly superior? I'm talking about just talent level. You don't have Kelvin Beecham on the left side of the offensive line. You also don't have Marquise Pouncey. That sounds like bad news for Landry Jones or Roethlisberger if they yep. try and jam him in there with Justin Which Houston I wouldn't do. Rest. Now that no, they won do. San Diego or won there and yep. they, they beat Arizona, don't, yep. don't play Roethlisberger. Although he is my fantasy quarterback, I could use him too. This one could be one of those ragged 12-9 kind of games. But then again, when you don't, when all bets are off and you can't tell, oh, there's so much personnel out on either side. Maybe it'll be 37-34. Who knows? I, I think as long as Landry Jones, if he if if he's in, he should be looking Antonio Brown's way, which Mike Vick just wasn't doing for two weeks, which seemed a little strange. And, and Brown's going to go make plays for you. He'll make a bad quarterback look a little better than he is. I, I love just, this uni matchup, by the way. Oh, oh good for you, Elliot. White versus Chiefs Red. Fantastic. Very nice. Very nice. I will. Uh, I'll take the Steelers. I don't. I mean, my feeling though, my gut says otherwise, but I don't know. I'm going to ride with Pittsburgh right now, just Listen because. Listen to your gut, Dave. Dave, uh, Dave, what? Dave. Come on, you letting us down again. You what? picked the Chiefs going into. Oh, did I pick the Chiefs? Okay, Chiefs, Chiefs it is then. I'm sorry, well, I forgot that I picked. Remember which but, but spot? That, which, where, yeah, where did I? Pick where the did Chiefs? he pick? Because tomorrow in his column, he'll pick the Steelers. <laughs> did I pick the so Chiefs? If I have the Chiefs, then I stay by the. If Chiefs. If I have the sorry. Chiefs in the DDFP, I'll stick with them here. But on the I... spoiler alert. I'm Going sorry. I know how like the late great Jerry Orbach said, "If I pick twice, I'm right once." Shame on you. And <laughs> and the point at hand is, who am I picking in this game? All right, I'll stay with uh, the guys that uh, call Arrowhead home. You don't like it, though, do you? <laughs> no. How do I like? It? Why would I like it? I don't. You think I like now? You think I like picking a one in five team to beat the Steelers? Yeah, that doesn't make me like happy. Just Got one in five today. Right. <laughs> he acts like he just found out. What? They're one in five? I, no. well, I don't know. I rem- last year, do you remember Tampa Bay coming into, into Heinz Field and beating yes, them? Mike Glennon. To remember any time the bum Raiders play the Steelers in the 21st century? Yep. Yeah. All right. Here you go. I Red remember the Steelers. flag picks. All right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Houston Texans, Miami Dolphins, two teams sort of at the crossroads, maybe feeling a little good about themselves after week six. Elliot Harrison, how say you? Uh, I was just about to ask you, is this a good time to play Has Black Tie Seen It? But I already know the answer to that movie. Crossroads, there's no way. Come oh, on. come on. <laughs> Ralph Black Tie seeing, seeing Daniel-san pick up an axe and take on a, <laughs> a foe in a guitar duel? No. You know what I'm taking here? I'm taking the Miami Dolphins. Oh, let's see now. This is going to be interesting. Handsome Hank, is he on... The Dan Campbell bandwagon. I took him last week, for the record. The Dan. I did, too. The Dan wagon. The, the, the Cam. All right. Um, Dave. Yes. Emboldened by Dan Campbell's um, first. I, I call it week one of the season because I consider everything before ah. that to be an abomination. You're yeah. really buying in. I'm, I'm saying, well, it's the Texans. We're playing against Brian Hoyer. 
There's the yeah. Dolphins defense. You're pulling suddenly, a Rocky Dolphins Five. Defense, You're pretending right. like it never happened. The Dolphins defense suddenly looks good. The Dolphins are going to beat the Texans. You also you know, know what, though? An interesting fact about this game. The Dolphins aren't in the same division as the Texans. You probably noticed the Texans are in I the did AFC know that. South. The Dolphins are in the AFC East. The Texans, I think their first season was 2002. Yes. But because of the way the NFL schedule works itself out, or schedule works itself out, uh, you always play the team that's kind of at the same position as you in the in the in the conference. So if you schedule, finish, if, if you finish third, just listen to the words right, I'm, I'm saying listening. rather than how I'm saying them. Um, the, you know, <laughs> if you finish third myself. in your division, then you'll play the team that was also third in their division. The Dolphins and Texans have played each other seven times. What? Right? Since 2002, wow. which is incredible, right? I mean, that, that's every so I was building up to it. It's almost every year, apart from. It was a long walk, but I got what, it. Um, that is get, What do you think the record is in those games? Um, seven and zero for the Dolphins. Seven and zero for the Texans. The Dolphins have never, never beaten the Houston Texans. Didn't they not Seven times. Time. Yeah, they've they've done all kinds of things. I mean, they've had some pretty memorable games. They did one where at the end of the game, the Dolphins uh, went for two to try and win it, which doesn't didn't happen very often and failed. I mean, there's that. But seven, to be seven and zero against think, any team is weird. Yeah, I think Sage Rosenfeld's got some run in this. He series. did the, ch- the copter. I think I think that's when he went uh, Rosencopter. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm starting to catch on to this ruse that you speak of. You see, he, Hank was all into his analysis, and then he had to correct himself and say Sedgwick. I think that was a. A clear attempt. Oh, he. why does he know so much about that game between the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans? Hmm, it seems like maybe yeah. you have some regional yeah. interest in that one. Hey, where I come from down Bama way, hey, Dolphins, I was the team growing up. But then, you know, they put the team in Houston again. They yeah. put the Texans back in there. I'm back on board. Or should I say, back on board. I don't know. Yes. All right, so uh, next uh, Eagles. <laughs> We're getting too loose. Yeah. I'm going to take yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the Hoyer Texans in that one. All right. Uh, okay. That's that not what they have as a graphic. So Look at how far. Back there. Look how far. I dare they do so. It says Texans well, right there. there's only two teams to choose from. I know. I took the Texans. to hit the Dolphins button. Look how far. Did you hear that? The Hoyer Texans. How far? I would rather it be Ryan Mallett. I think they'd be better off with him. And by the way. He's still clinging to the fact that he picked them to win the AFC South at this point. He's putting a clinic on the bench. If the Texans lose this game, though. Look on the Sheck uh, report next week. You will see Bill Belichick's coaching tree emerging okay. as a as a thing again. Okay. Of the legendary pro football coaches, who has a lesser coaching tree than Bill Belichick? All those guys: Bill Walsh, Vince Lombardi, Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, Don Shula. They all have rich, plentiful coaching trees. Bill Belichick has never put one good coach. Bill O'Brien's his best bet right now. And but there have been so many best bets. Charlie Weiss, Romeo, Romeo Cornell, all those guys Josh have been McDaniels, best bets. Yep. And they probably look really reasonably good at some point, but yeah, it hasn't happened yet. Next up, Philadelphia Eagles at the undefeated Carolina Panthers. Elliot Harrison, how say you? I'm taking the Carolina Panthers at home. Come on, man. <sighs> You're my only I, hope. I realize that, and like Princess Leia says, um, help me. But I can't help you because uh, I'm not going to be your only hope here. I am choosing the Carolina Panthers as well. They're undefeated. They're going to take that undefeated record one week further. That defense is playing lights out. The Eagles offense maybe started putting it together last week, but I don't think it's going to be enough in Carolina, and I think Sam Bradford will get squashed by the Panthers' defense. I obviously am leading the charge for Cam Newton's MVP candidacy. I like the way the Eagles are generating turnovers, though. I think they will do so. 
on Sunday in Charlotte. I say that the Eagles go down there and win the game, as a matter of fact. Okay you win. Listen, the Panthers are slipping by everybody week after week after week, which is a, which is a philosophical choice to some degree. Obviously, if you have pieces to destroy everybody by three touchdowns, you do so. But in the same way that the Seahawks are made to beat everybody 17-13, to 13, so too are the Panthers. And when you do that, you're going to lose uh, some games along the way here. I think that Chip Kelly will generate just enough to uh, to sneak past the Panthers. I mean, they're they're due for one of these ugly ones to go against yep. them already, the I'm, Panthers. I'm with you, but, you know, against the Giants at home, he's facing maybe the worst pass defense in the league. It's right up there. Actually, San Francisco statistically is the worst. And he couldn't take advantage. Through three interceptions, granted, one of them, Riley Cooper, kind of inexplicably stopped on a deep throw, but... He could not take advantage of that giant secondary, save for a couple of throws here and there. What's he going to do against Carolina? Well, Sam Bradford's totally different deal. He, well, he's been he has been really bad, and it, I don't think people are talking about it enough. Maybe it's just because it's not that big a surprise. But as they start to develop more and more and more of a running game, obviously, the more it mitigates what Sam Bradford can do for you. And once you start to beat other teams up by running the ball a little bit it opens it up for Sam Bradford and I think he'll have like I say this week at least just enough to uh, to steal a game down there in Charlotte last the New York Giants the Dallas Cowboys handsome Hank how say you Dave this was a uh, this was a tough one this is a really tough one but I I'm I'm picking the Giants to go into Dallas I think Matt Castle will have a little rust I think the Giants are going to win Elliot Harrison, how's I, you? I, I hate to do it to you, big guy. You're, you're not going to do a clean sweep of agreement, are you? <laughs> I, know, my, I think the Giants are going to win, man. I do. It really bothers me, too, because, you know, every day on the network, we talk about how the NFC East is so trashy and this and that. And, and uh, we had Howard Eskin on, and he was saying that Sam Bradford, Bradford was the best quarterback in the NFC East. Like, come on. Like, first of all, Tony Romo is clearly the best quarterback in the NFC East. It's not even debatable. Okay, right now he's just hurt, and the whole team. Wait, is the point hurt. isn't that he's be- that, that yes. Bradford's better than Rome. Well, yes. that's ridiculous. Yes. All right. Well, that's uh, and and when Romo got hurt, they were two and zero. What teams had they beaten? The Giants and the Eagles. Right. Okay, so I'm, is Dallas a great team? No, but they're clearly the best team to me in the NFC East. They're just completely decimated. Com- it's not just Tony Romo, and it's not just Des, Des Bryant. They lost Skandrick. They lost Randy Gregory. They've had nothing but injury problems, and uh, it's, a, it's a bummer. They're just trying to hold out hope right now until Romo comes back. Well, it sounds like Des Bryant might be out there, and so that's a good He's not coming back versus the Giants. I can't he's imagine. Not coming back. Uh, foot he's injuries. definitely not playing. No, he's not, it, definitely not, he's not back, out, but... man, but a foot injury is a different deal. If that's not the kind of thing that you don't practice, then you just show up and play. Foot injuries linger and linger. Well, we talk about that most QBs obviously don't like pressure on them, but if uh, you know Eli Manning is near the top of that list of QBs that do not respond well, so maybe if Greg Hardy can get some heat mm-hmm. and uh, th- there's a chance there. But again, no Des Bryant then. You're telling me. I thought there was a chance he might be out there. He's been doing conditioning at practice apparently, but he hasn't been And we don't know if Beckham's going to be out there. I'll take the Giants on a hunch. I don't think it's Matt hard, Castle. Right? I don't think game. Matt Castle is going to be terrible, though. I don't. I, I wouldn't have had a problem with them playing him in the first place. The problem is that they had just acquired him. Exactly. You know, but I, I think Matt definitely Ca- the right time to bring him in. Yes. Had a couple weeks to... Come to, off the bye, yeah. you bet. 
I agree with you. His re- his one, off the top of my head at least, his one really bad year was when the Chiefs looked like a good team the year yeah. after they took the division crown mm-hmm. and it wound up getting Todd Haley fired. That was a bad year for Castle. But for the most part, it's not like he is... You know, I was going to say Christian Ponder, but that's not fair. Yeah, but, you know, he, it, Matt Castle... He's Castle's, like the 21st best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, in, in, in the rankings of bum QBs that I wouldn't want to have on my team, Matt Castle is fairly high up there if I have to choose from Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brian Hoyer, yep. um, you know, that, that, that Josh McCown. I think I would take Matt Castle above all those names I just said. Really? Above Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because I, I think he's been really good this year. He has been really good, but don't sleep on the fact that they have that great running game, and they have Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker now. I think the Jets... Talk, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been fine, and if you want to write a story about how Ryan Fitzpatrick is, look at what he's doing, the old savvy vet, the Harvard grad and all that jazz, he's the liability of that team and ultimately is going to scuttle their chances of going deeper. If they had a decent QB, they, the Jets would really be a scary team. They've given you permission to write that story, Elliot. Yeah, where does John Kitna fall on your? Is he considered a top like of the bum, bum QBs? Yeah. Would you put him over Castle, under Fitzpatrick, over Fitzpatrick? No, John Kitna until the very last days when what would he rounded it out with the Cowboys? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, until he gets real long in the tooth. Yeah, he was very he was good. good in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was productive. Yeah, I'd put him over Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I would yeah. too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm trying to think who is the best. Well, Don Strock, Strock the Miami but Dolphins, Strock didn't probably get enough the chances. Best. He was start. a pure Kitna, backup. Kitna started way more games. Strock, oh, way more. Strock was a great backup, number one backup, but. Kenneth. Mike Tomzak was also good too. Like Mike Tomzak was good, but he could start two games and win them for you. And you'd think, oh, this is this team. We're not going to. And then if you let him start a third game in a row, then you would realize, oh, this is why he's not. Can a starter. you? A little trivia time. I know Black Tie. You're trying to wrap us. Can you give me the Bears' backup quarterback before Tomzak, their primary backup? Steve Fuller. Steve Fuller. That's mm-hmm. correct. Fool me with that kind of a question. Totally right, in my that. wheelhouse. Steve Fuller. You're going to trip me up on right. the former Kansas City Chiefs uh, quarterback. All right, there are the no, rest of my picks there for you. Extra knowledge there. I will go with the Bills over the Jags. That's right. I, sn- I snuck that one in there for you just to let you know I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Bill Kenny beat him out, and so he moved on to Chicago. That's all. Keep moving, too. Keep and also, moving, and there was also Mike Livingston was the quarterback. All right, now that he's doing this, now that he's doing 70s. this, I'm going to have to give him one more. Who was Fuller's head coach when he was a starter in Kansas City? This is John great Mackovich. stuff, by the way. No. Marv Levy. Oh, it was Marv. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Lions will <laughs> beat the Vikings. There's your upset there. Sorry, Kyle Rudolph. Colts get past the Saints and two disappointing teams. Rams over the Browns. That's a tough one to call. The Falcons go into Tennessee. I, that was the, the one I game. really thought about, though, going with the home team there with, uh, with uh, Mettenberger under center for them. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers going up to our nation's capital and stealing one. And I will take the Cardinals at home against the Ravens. That's another weird one, though. I don't know why. I have a, I have a funny little hunch about that. Maybe uh, Your hunches, Dave. You love hunches. I do. I'm playing a lot of hunches, hunches there. Hey, Joe Flacco yeah. struggling a little bit. Yeah. yeah, although he hasn't been terrible, but the team has been struggling. Maybe, though, in the offseason, they might want to yeah, You guys' Super Bowl picks... All right, all right, let's not talk about They're hurting, man. Who's, who's Super Bowl pick right now? Black tie. I need you to solve something for me. What's your Super Bowl? What who's was yours? Super Bowl pick is hurting worse? Chiefs or Ravens? Which was the worst? Hank had Baltimore. Tie. That's a tie. <laughs> how, how else can you evaluate I don't think I don't think there's any. Neither of us, uh, our team, our AFC right, team. Mine's not doing Super great. Bowl. Do you know who my NFC team was? Who? They're playing tonight. 
If you're listening on Thursday, of course. Thursday, yes. If you're listening on Friday or Saturday, you know the result. Green Bay over Indy to to answer your question. Good for you. Oh, well, all right. So So so. so. that's worse. I mean, the Ravens, you can sort of see it. Flacco have been there before, blah, blah, blah. The Chiefs was just bad. It was a bad pick. You're ridiculous. Okay. Well, it wasn't a bad pick. It was a fine – well, it was a bad pick, but that doesn't mean you have to try and (laughs) scold me. By the way, you hear what Cam Newton said? Says what did he say? Get fined for uh, false predictions. Well, listen, I we decided fined? before the show that in a week or so from now, let's do since the season will be at the midway point. Let's give our midterm grades to ourselves how we've done with our prognosticating. I think so just far. with everything as well, you know, everything else that we do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I would win most handsome so far. Mm-hmm. You've definitely um, done something. Yeah, AJ Hawk in season has been our best football playing guest, I think. Kyle Rudolph will be thrilled to hear that. Well, Kyle Rudolph was terrific, but A.J. Hawk is the gold standard. All season. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, listen, we'll have time to get into all that. Handsome Hank, MJD, Ike Taylor, and myself did a little football throw and drill Mm -hmm. on Tuesday's show. You can go back and look at that one on YouTube if you want to, and NFL.com. But the thing I, I discovered, the kryptonite for handsome Hank, yeah, fine, it's a good strong arm, but it's inconsistent. Well, no, well, it's wildly erratic. Thing about this. You, you spun said, you some, said, I, I just was throwing ropes, you said, tight spirals, spinning it, on the money, over You said hit something which was on a on a stool which had a helmet on which had an apple no, on. Even if it we, was even when it we was were exactly the right Even height. when we were playing catch, just tossing it, you, every other ball, you know, landed five feet in front of me, or flew over my head. We we were two days removed from A-Rod smashing a TV live on Fox Sports. You were standing in front of a bank of monitors. The one thing I did not want to do was break any of the monitors. If you're, like, that's not a good look. If you've got the lethal accuracy of Damashek, then you don't have to worry about How short your memory anything. is, by the way. I'm a little, my feelings are hurt right now. Fantasy Fridays, four years ago, physical challenge, mm-hmm. okay? And I threw a football, and I hit the wreath from 15 yards away. I remember. And our director came out, David Fowler. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I missed it. I missed the shot. Can you do it again? Money rushing me. I threw it. You were right there. I threw it through the wreath from probably 15, 20 yards on a rope. You were right there. No recollection. (laughs) I remember. I remember it. You're a jerk. Look, see, as we go out here, and we'll be back after week seven. Cock the arm. And uh, to review that for you and get you ready for week eight. But let's just see who has a better throwing motion. Ready, handsome? One, two, three. Find out more on the next DDFP. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.